Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 51 for the 26th of July, 2007. G'day, James. Hi there, Ian. How's it hanging? It's hanging just fine. And uh, as usual, we have a stack of news, but we're highly uh, highly skewed towards games today. It is a gaming day. Maybe that's the way it is. Uh, it's On The Couch podcast number 51. Indeed. We're into our second 50. <laughs> exactly. <That's laughs> I was trying to think of something clever to say. Yeah, it just didn't come out. Half century. Exactly. If that right works well. Anyway, um, On The Couch podcast, we talk about the normal kind of stuff, which is a bit of UK news, a bit of international news, a bit of content news. Then we move into IP, we move into? we've got mobile, gaming, and other stuff. Other stuff where applicable. So um, I guess this week, UK news, um, big news for me anyway, is the BBC, which is the British Broadcasting Corporation, is launching their iPlayer uh, publicly, I believe, rather than always public beta as opposed to private, private beta. beta. Uh-huh. Um, Microsoft-based technology, which enables you to do catch up on your... Um, BBC programming. Obviously, everyone in the UK, we're paying uh, it's like 130 pounds a year to watch uh, the BBC programs as yep. a the license fee we pay here. So um, that'll be interesting to see how that works, what success they get. There's been quite a lot of pressure on them to launch it on other platforms. Um, Ashley Highfield, uh, the guy who looks after the new media stuff, said they they were doing a commitment to move on to other platforms, including the Mac OS. Fantastic, um, good for you. Which good for me, obviously. <laughs> um, and but you know we we talked earlier before about how you know how's that good, what's that going to mean for Windows Media DRM? It's like mm. no fair play for you and, right. and no DRM ten for you. So um, it remains to be seen. Maybe there's some something in there from from BBC on that. Well, it's going to be a good service, I think. Um, but I'll be I'm going to be interested to see what sort of format they actually deliver it in. Is it kind of you know three twenty by two forty postage yeah. stamp size? Is it standard definition? Is it yeah. probably isn't going to be HD? Someone asked about the security, and they said, "Oh yeah, Microsoft. You know, nothing's totally secure. It's going to be good enough." And yeah, there'll always be geeks that go in there and get something out. But the main purpose here is to uh, you know, allow accessibility. So I guess it's probably going to be the size of a postage stamp. Yep, um, but. It's definitely to the PC or, or window in a PC or something. So. Very good. And, I'm, you know, I expect uh, we'll see various different hacks to get it on Apple TV, even in the UK, because uh, you really... No, I think that's been closed down. I haven't had a look at my awkward TV dot yeah, right. org or whatever it is recently, because the mm-hmm. recent the update for Apple TV really moved it from being basically a Mac Mini to being a more embedded device. There's a radical software change on it. So and then they got rid of all the stuff that I believe so, but I need to it. need to get to hacking around again and have a look. Um so that's quite interesting. I had a look at the juiced stuff this last week as well. Mm-hmm. Um which is quite good actually. I mean I didn't think it's it was too bad. Not all, I didn't have a play with it long enough to, to see how much content there was that was mm-hmm. of any interest in it. Yes, it was a bit jerky and this kind of stuff, but it was kind of viewable, I guess, in the sort of dorm room scenario they'd have in the US or something that would yeah. like. Anyway, that's not UK news. So that's true. We'll move on. So, international? Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, another direct-to-home television player that's uh, come up in, in India. Mm-hmm. Um, you were in India recently, weren't you, Ian? Um, I was. Was there a lot of buzz about television? Were people talking about it? Well, because I work in television, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Other than that. Other than that, not particularly. But, I, I mean, I think um, yeah, there's a... There's a They've clearly had a lot of television services for a long time at very low cost. Yes. Um, so the challenge in India is if you're going to get into that market, 
how do you create a whole new service mm. and how do you differentiate i suppose that's one of the big challenges because and there is a kind of must carry thing in india where everyone's got to carry the same stuff and um there's no you can't differentiate i think it's only service is about the only thing you can differentiate exactly. rather than price uh, so, but that, that's actually where the user interface and the mm. you know the way the box functions is starting to become a a factor in terms of competing services so perhaps later entrance with newer technology might have might have some advantage some advantage if it depends if they lock people in i suppose but the, the news i wanted to talk about was uh, reliance who's one of india's largest companies conglomerate mm-hmm. they do everything from petrochemicals to batteries and uh, internet shops and they, they do um cdma phones i think they do the cdma phone system right. in india mm-hmm. um and I guess they're an ISP in some instances as well. They've they announced a new DTA system called Blue Magic, um, which they'll be launching sometime this year, allegedly. Nice. But there are quite a few partners jumping up saying, "No, they're doing it with me. No, they're doing it with me. <laughs> they're doing it." So, right. who knows what's going on there? But uh, watch and learn. It. I mean, it, obviously, it's a massive market, so there's room oh, for enormous lots of players there. I mean, um, India must be getting on for twenty percent of the world's population, so mm. you know, um, can capture a small portion of that. Exactly. We'll have a bit right. of Very nice indeed. Now, content news. What's going on here? Uh, well, I wanted to cover uh, the, uh, the financial results from Motorola, who said they've actually posted a loss for the last quarter. What's this got to do with content then, Ian? What's well, the that's angle? a good question. <laughs> I didn't really think of which section it could fit in best, but... Uh, yeah, I heard some people talking about Motorola saying, you know, basically they're crappy. They've got the Razer phone, but mm. their market share is dipping down. The phone looks okay, but... Once you actually use it, you realise it's a dog's breakfast from the user interface and feel. Yeah, and Motorola's um, always struggled. I mean, they've always had a great physical phone, but their user yeah. interface has always been a little ordinary. Yeah, having said that, shipping 35 million phones in a quarter is not bad, is it? Not a bad effort. But still, they lost uh, market share from 13.5% down to 17.5%, and they ceded market share mm. to uh, Samsung, pretty much. Yeah, well, so, I mean, they've got other formats of phones. I haven't seen much. I mean, I'd never buy Motorola phone, pretty much. I mean, a I, Hello Moto ringtone. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't buy phones based on the ringtone, though, surely. Well, they, I think they sold quite a few of the um, pink ones. Um, oh, the, I mean, the Razer phone has sold is I think is probably the world's best-selling phone, really, of all time. They've sold so many of those; it's not funny. But um, uh, and, I mean, I saw some of the discussions when they were talking about the iPhone mm. and comparing the number of iPhones sold versus the number of Razers. Yeah. Sold and in the first days, the razor uh, it took a while to pick you know, to pick up because they started yeah, off being no expensive. Yeah, for the razor. <laughs> that's right. But by the end of the time of the razor, it was been going for free as part of a package. So, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, anyway, I guess the flip phone always is a bit kind of different. There's the brick, the flip, and the slide, isn't it? That's, that's true. Kind of that's where we seem to be. But um, uh, Motorola saying they're they're doing okay in HD DVR and IPTV devices because uh, in the US. Uh, they're supplying the new cable card devices in the US, and they've always had a very strong presence presence in terms of set-top boxes in the US. Yeah, well, there's a kind of duopoly there, isn't there? Them and Cisco, so I guess that you see. Scientific and, and Motorola. The cable card seems a bit of a wacky one, because... Well, there's zero is, boxes out there right now, so it's a bit of a bold claim, really. a bit of, <laughs> They'll be making lots of money on that, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I guess they might sell a few if people are desperate to feel some independence. Um, I think more interesting story, which I got about the... the Obviously, the format wars in mm. high definition. Um, my interesting story was that some thieves apparently had broken into some store in the US and cleared it out of all the Blu-ray discs but left all the HD DVDs Ooh. there. <laughs> so that was one indicator. You've got another Blu-ray, one Blu-ray, the choice of thieves. <laughs> exactly. Which, uh, obviously, maybe they'd hijacked one of those vans of PlayStation 3s or something. <laughs> That's right. Um, needed to give it a bundle deal. 
um, Target, one of the major, um, I guess, retailers, high street retailers in uh, in the US. I guess mm-hmm. equivalent here it might be kind of a Curry's Digital or something like that, yep. like a Best Buy kind of thing. What are they doing? Well, they're promoting Blu-ray uh, high definition boxes by uh, basically within a store. There's a there's a big the point of sale presence. Stuff. Have yeah, a, if yeah. it's a, if you have the product at the end of the aisle, people have mm-hmm. to walk past it. They see it all the time, and it gen- the, those sort of products generally sell well. So. In conjunction with Sony, they've uh, placed a bunch of these at the end of the aisles and expect to sell quite well. Uh, but they've actually stopped short of uh, putting their weight behind Blu-ray as a format itself. Right. And they said, ah, we'll sell everything, you know, we're, we're very flexible, but if someone pays us to put things at the end of the aisle, we'll do it for anybody. And uh, the HDV DVD camp have come back and said, well, yeah, we do that at Circuit mm. City stores and Best Buy stores. So hey, um, I, I think the interesting bit here is that there's... Two blockbuster films coming out uh, mm. shortly. Spider-Man 3 from Sony and Pirates of the Caribbean from Disney. And they'll both be exclusively available on Blu-ray. Uh, whereas in the HD DVD camp, they've got the film 300 from Warner Brothers. And uh, I've seen bits of it on a plane recently, actually. <laughs> it's, um, you like yeah, oil all, bodies. All, <laughs> all, the bodies all style, no substance, yeah. Okay. And... Uh, the first season of the sci-fi TV show Heroes. Which aired in the UK last night, I think. Uh, um, on Free to Wear for the first yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, it's been on the is sci-fi it? channel. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's Heroes is going to be exclusively available on is HD any DVD. Content it's have you watched? Is it? a brilliant show. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Do I set my DVR to record it then? You should. Definitely. Series link, ka-ching, ka-ching. If, uh, in fact, it's even better without on the BBC. It's on, actually, you won't have any ads at all. Exactly. So I've got that series link to my BT Vision service. If it were oh, really? seeing, seeing interesting, then we when it loses the disc catalogue, I'll be spitting blood. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Okie dokie. Um, next story we have here is a snippet of a. It's a bit of IPTV, really, isn't it? It is. We're moving it's into IPTV. Juicy. Yep. The Juiced um, co-founder Nicholas Zenstrom mm-hmm. uh, reckons that more than a million people have signed up to beta test Juiced. And it's still invitation only, but uh, a few months ago, as we talked about, they, they removed the restrictions on how many invitations you can send out. I count as well. I mean, I've never actually seen it. Have you logged <laughs> in and downloaded it? Yeah. Then you're exactly. one of the million. Um, I'm not using it, but I mean, <laughs> it's a bit like I've had a million hits on my website. Well, were they from unique users? That's or right. When, you know, it's, That's right. I guess he's trying to get more funding or fan. I mean, yeah, they're running around saying, yeah, we've got a million people. But I did see it and it looked all right, so I can't complain. Yeah. Getting there, I suppose. So they reckon by the end of the year, they'll probably launch it publicly. Yeah. There has to be some optimum size for a peer-to-peer network. I'm sure a million's too many. I'm sure. Oh, I don't know, because, well, a million at the one time is probably too many, but it gets to work. I mean, you're right. There's, there's got to be some sort of bell curve where hmm. the more, uh, when you have a few people at the start, it's going to struggle until you get enough of the mm-hmm. content sourced out to the network. Yeah. And then once you get more than too many... But <laughs> well, you obviously spend too much time setting up the best, the most optimal set of um, um, cedars, and um, you know people are giving it out there. So I don't know. So anyone knows the answer? Let us know. Win a prize. Very easy. Where do they send the feedback to, Ian? They can send it to you, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Okay. Um, I guess in the iPhone domain, or sorry, <coughs> sorry, the mobile domain. There's been a wee bit of news. Um, I must say, I've, I've heard a few reviewers who you'd think to be sceptics saying, yeah, pretty good, does the trick. And I think the only people who are in, against it are the ones saying, actually, I need to do MMSs or I need to do something. 
Um, but people are saying, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool product. Um, Apple did come out with their numbers, didn't they? And AT&T as well, where they yes. announced numbers and all these stories about millions and millions. But It's I funny, when, when I actually think about all those stories that were saying, you know, they sold half a, you know, mm. they sold half a million iPhones on the first 10 minutes or whatever the story yeah, was. Whereas when you think about it, they didn't come from Apple. They didn't come from AT&T. It's some guy. Yeah, going, exactly. Oh, I so AT&T announced, what was it, two, I don't know how many? It was about, it was still a significant number, nearly 300K, I think, in the first two days were activated by AT&T. Um, um, let me see. Do, 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 do. Then Apple were very coy in their... Um, yeah. two, Apple sold 270,000 iPhones in, in the, the first, first 30, 30 hours, yeah. which is still a fair whack. You know, you can't complain selling 270,000 or anything. But as far as activations go, is that enough? I mean, maybe well, one's activated through might be different through mm. than the ones who... I mean, people who buy two or, you know, the ones... How many were on eBay within 10 minutes? You know, <laughs> Most of the mining space. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I actually had a look on eBay the other day. And the average price for an iPhone is about $900 US. And given that they sell for 600 Yeah. And that's it. That's like, that's the can, only price you can well, get. I don't know if you can, maybe there is a bit of a, a hole in the supply chain. They're not having arrived yet. I don't know. Mm, maybe there's um, lots of stupid store, people the out shops. there. There's element to that. Um, no reserve. Come and get it. Um, uh, I still haven't seen one. I'm waiting to have a little play at some stage. So some other news. Apple saying that... Uh, they, they reiterated launch plans for the iPhone in Europe, saying it'll be available in the major, a few major companies, mm. a few major countries. countries yes, uh, probably UK, France, and Germany. Q4 2007, as in Christmas, likely. But then it's uh, still no word. Is it? You know, is it O2? Is it Vodafone? No, we've had, we've had nothing official, really, have we? But there's been. It's definitely these. No, it's not. It's definitely these. It's <laughs> all a oh, bit of interest. Keep it on my Christmas list. Hope Santa's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked last week about how the iPhone brought down the Duke University's wireless network. Apparently, it was all bogus. Cisco's problem, indeed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a non-story, really, wasn't it? <laughs> but uh, whether that was just modality of you know the way that they were using the device, not the iPhone, it's just mm. the way people were roaming around access points I mean, far more than you would do with, with a true. with a laptop device. That's so very true. Different use most, case. You're right. Most laptops you'd put down, use. Turn off, go somewhere else. Yeah, you the don't iPhone, walk around. You do it. wander around. That's true. Um, so it's so probably caused by the iPhone. But it was probably a story seeded by Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Maybe. Allegedly. It's like that story uh, that, uh, you know, when the, the, those Samsung really thin phones first came out, mm-hmm. uh, there was a video on YouTube. You're uh, a Samsung phone chap, aren't you? I am, absolutely. Samsung phones are very cool. Samsung rock. They do. Uh, they took the... They took the phone mm-hmm. and they snapped it in two to prove how flimsy it was because it was so thin. Right. And the uh, theory was that the video was produced by Sony Ericsson. <laughs> Unconfirmed, but you never know. <laughs> okay, so... Do they have the guy with the strongest hands in the world going, look how easy it is. <laughs> 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 it's easy. Here's one I saw the halfway through yeah, four earlier. Exactly. Um, so, right back onto the main stance of this episode, which is games, games, games. It is a total game you, episode. What was the last game you played? You know what? I haven't played games in a while. Well, how do you, you know, what qualifies you to talk about them in such detail? <laughs> That's a good point. I have a lot of things lying around. Well, I can only say that because I upgraded my PS3 last night. <laughs> so you did. I didn't play a game. I just upgraded. I played Let's Update the PS3. Was that fun? Except for entering in a new web key, which was uh, not so much fun. But, that's, a bit, um, that's a bit ordinary. You have to do that. Yeah, I just, I had a new router. I hadn't realized I hadn't been online for a while. So, but I did play, I did, I finished um, Resistance Fall of Man the first, the single player thing, and then you can start playing two player. You have to. I oh, have it. to finish it first before I you can so. play two Either player. I'm Jeez. 
the walking can't work out how to do <laughs> multiplayer. I didn't realize that. Probably the latter, I'd imagine. Um, so gaming, all, all happening. You've Basically, there's been a lot of stats out, haven't there, about yeah. who's, who's doing what and where it's, where it's standing. Um, I think the interesting part here is that um, the biggest selling games platform of the first half of 2007, surprise, surprise, is the DS. Uh, this is the Nintendo's portable mm. gaming platform. And it's it sold yeah. an absolute ton. I think 2. a lot of that must be million. playground pressure. Um, oh, yeah, there's that. There's the, the other thing I've heard is this expression, the Nintendads. Nintendads. The Nintendads. <laughs> People who have grown up in the Nintendo days now have got the cash, 30-something, ah, right. and still fancy a little bit of a game. They can get away with buying a DS. Fantastic. I must confess, for I've the children. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it was my mother's birthday recently, and I sent her a Nintendo DS. Did indeed, with Brain Age and Brain Training. Was it, did she send it back and say, <laughs> disowning you, saying you right, been fact, struck off from the fact, wheel? Uh, my parents have subsequently had competitions as to who has the lowest Brain Age. Right. Um, okay. So all good fun. So fun. second is uh, the Nintendo Wii with 2.1 million units. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS, PS2, 1.5 million units. Still selling phenomenally well. Fantastic. I mean, and it's a cheap platform. It's small. It's got great. It's got tons yeah. of games. And it's worth buying, you know, just for like Guitar Hero package. Exactly. Or the, uh, it's only if you can get Guitar Hero and get a PS2, yeah. it's all you need. And lucky last, uh, the Xbox 360, 1.2, and the lucky last PlayStation 3 at 763,000. The sales seem to have picked up quite a lot there. They had a... Well, no, they, they actually didn't pick up. I'm trying to look at the, the dates here. It's like March was big, April was bad, May was bad. It's picked up a little bit. I mean, in, the first month, March. Is, I'm just looking at the figures here. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense on the podcast. We're talking about <laughs> figures in a chart. <laughs> That's right. Um, but generally, you'd expect sales going down. But uh, DS is spiked up there in the in June, big time. Mm. Um, so I think that's due to... Uh, Brain training episode yeah. two, and I guess you can see the Wii is just ramping up generally, but that's probably yeah, supply amazing. kind of stuff. Um, so interesting to see how are they buying games? Software is up twenty four percent for consoles and thirty five percent for portables. So I mean, I guess that's what it's about because the consoles typically are fully subsidised. Well, that's the thing, and I think the um, important thing here from a business perspective is that year on year spending mm. on games from June last year is up thirty one percent, which is staggering. Yeah. And year-to-date, total spending in 2007 is $6.1 billion, up 43% from last year. Mm. So more people spending more money on games, more money on consoles, and buying more games, presumably, as well. And taking more time, watching less TV, doing more games. Well, that's a story from Japan where, allegedly, mm. there's so many people now playing with their Wii that it's actually eating into primetime television. So the, there's a kind of golden hour when right. uh, people come home, kids come home, everyone kind of sits around the TV for a little bit, and that's uh, dropped significantly of late mm. to the point where the TV executives are running around going, what can we do to bring people back to watching, you know, being passive watchers of the TV instead of all this running around playing Wii Play and Wii Sports? That kind of stuff. And looking here at the American software chart for games, the number one is Pokemon Diamond Pearl, which I'm guessing <laughs> is... Is the some like game. Right. kids Pokemon game? I don't know what you do in Pokemon games, but I've, it's clearly I've heard very about Pokemon, but only on the other side <laughs> of the, the age divide. Um, and the yeah, second, some, is Wii I remember some eight-year-old trying to explain it to me once, but he lost me at the first <laughs> strange noun that he brought up. Um, the second is Wii Sports. Third, Wii Play. Fourth, Guitar Hero Two from the, for the PS2. Then uh, God of War Two. 
Sixth is Nintendogs for the DS. That's amazing. Just to think, I mean, look at that PS2. They've sold nearly 3 million. That means there are 3 million plastic guitars out there. Uh, and that's only for Guitar Hero 2. Let alone the ones Guitar that still Hero. have Guitar Actually, Hero 1. Actually, the 360 one sold a million as well. As well, so that's, that's 4 million. That's uh, a humongous amount of plastic <laughs> guitars out there. There's a lot of Guitar Heroes There's probably there. a whole town in China called Plastic Guitar Town. <laughs> what do you do? I make plastic guitars. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant. Um, Very interesting. Are there any other weirdos in here? Uh, Smooth moves from Wii. There aren't that many Wii. Super Paper Mario. Have you heard of Super Paper Mario? No, I haven't actually seen that one. Mario. I did nearly buy Mario Party Eight. That's supposed um, to be alright. I haven't tried. Well, then I heard something saying it wasn't very good, so yeah. I didn't bother. You can you can just have loads of fun with sports. Actually, I think that's probably going to be Nintendo's tricky part about this. Yeah, it's moving just, on from if, sports. If it becomes like yeah. the. Trivial Pursuit or the Monopoly game yeah. of, of yesteryear is now the yeah. Wii, and you just say, well, you know, let's all go around and play tennis or whatever, and it's more about having a laugh. You're not actually going to stock up on lots of titles. Exactly. Um, That'll be interesting to see. I guess it's only been out a short amount of time, so time will tell. Indeed, indeed. Um, <clears throat> Nintendo going live at the baseball. What's all this about? Well, as soon as I find... Presumably this is about where watching baseball, or having a DS and getting stuff via wireless... So you can get more information live. That's what Indeed, I'm this is the first time we've seen something like this. And the, the DS is actually uniquely suited to this because it can get, you can download applications over the air, play them, and also, also be on the wireless at the same time. Uh, so for $5... PlayStation can, Portable can do that? Uh, yeah, it can too. Yeah. But you Maybe know, not as easy. Maybe the just, DS is just... There's something cheap and don't worry about the DS yeah. kind of feel to it, whereas the PSP is kind of like... You know, it's Ooh. slick and glossy and yeah, don't really want to have it hanging around at a baseball game. Uh, although it can definitely do better graphics, which would have been nice. But uh, mm. So if you go to one of these baseball games, you can order food and drink from your seat. Uh, wow. You can find out stats about the game, stats about other games that are playing. And you can even see little miniature videos of replays of mm. what's happening on the field. It's a pretty cool thing to be able to do. The prices are the standard for the stadium, and it's ten, $10 order minimum and 17% service charge. But aside from that, it's um, yeah. $4, for, $4 for some water. What a bargain. I guess you have to say where you... The you must put your seating or something, and it turns up. You can't get the garlic fries, some reviewers say. <laughs> <laughs> That's disappointing. So you've got all the stats of um, the game, and you can imagine you could do some pretty cool voting and other stuff as well uh, if enough people brought their DSs along to be able to do that. That's very cool. It's quite. An, it's an interesting application, I suppose. I mean, mm. it's, that is like a. Is that a two screen? It's a single screen experience. It's mostly two screen because it's a DS. Uh-huh. Two screen and a real world experience, which is mm. a bit. But um, very interesting. And then the, uh, I guess the fact that they're all the same, they all work. That's on wireless. You don't need a particular mobile phone mm. or a particular Java implementation or any of this stuff. So yeah. because there's so many of them, that problem is solved. The same for with you. The, all the statistics. They're a bit like you're saying like a Pokedex for humans. I guess a Pokedex is something to do with Pokemon. And statistics for playing sports and people are like... Right. Oh, yeah, Pokemon must be like top trumps. It's like, have you got bigger claws than me? Yes. You know, it's like, <laughs> win or I'm guessing. You know, someone, must please be. enlighten us about the world of Pokemon. Indeed. Um, brilliant. So that looks like quite a wild thing, doing things with a DS. We should mm. try some of that one time. Um, and more Wii action. This is just non-stop. Game, game, game. What's all this about? Japanese dessert, primetime TV to play on their Wii. What's the real thing? We talked, touched on it, but what's the data? What's the hardcore stuff behind this? It's just they've sold a lot of them. Uh, and the, the Wii Fitness, we, well, they've called it Wii Health here, but I thought it was banged down as Wii Fitness. Um, 
Well, it depends which language you're translating it from, I guess. Has anyone actually put game shows on TV yet? I haven't seen that happening where people are playing competitively with Wii and others. I mean, they, they tend to go for main sort of PC-based titles. I haven't seen any console gaming yeah, that's true. on TV. But I guess it must be um, must be coming along. Um, also, a little bit of stuff about in-game advertising. Yes, yeah, so we've uh, we talked about in-game advertising a little while ago. Um, and the, th- the problem with this sort of thing is that you never really know how effective it's going to be. Hmm. Um, because presumably if it's an adventure game or one of these games that ties you in for 80 plus hours, mm-hmm. is it really going to affect your, your spending habits if you see ads within the game? And I guess it's a new... And uh, I can imagine, you know, Legend of Zelda. It's a very little opportunity to advertise in a virtual world populated by pixies and goblins. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> by kook. <laughs> Doesn't kind of fit. Doesn't kind of work, does it? Um... So this is a, a game ad firm, Double Fusion, and research company Interpret reckons that in-game ads actually have influence over gamers' buying decisions. Uh, so they've but this has got to be for things like Grand Theft Auto or something like that. Mm. I mean, I did, I've actually downloaded the Grand Theft Auto 4 trailer for the PS3. I haven't looked at it yet. Nice, nice. Left it downloading in the background. Uh, um, so this but it's got to be a limited genre where you can actually deploy the game. You would have thought so, but there's 30, 36 kinds of in, in-game ads across 10 games of varying genres. Including in, first-person shooters, action, racing, and sports. There you go. So they found 10 games with ads in them and tried to find out yeah. if it actually worked. So they used eye tracking, which is a very cool technology to actually see mm. uh, whether or not people are taking stuff in. Uh, and they reckon that 75% of gamers engage with at least one ad per minute across most but not all of game types. So... That means that seventy-five percent of gamers are actually watching, or you know, at least glancing at an ad every minute. Does that include soundtracks? Do you think? I would have thought so. Because then you can't avoid it. Most games these days have a you know full-on soundtrack, don't they? And eighty-one percent of gamers engage at least every other minute. So if you think about an eighty-hour game, which is the kind of uh. ballpark that those sort of big adventure role-playing games uh, try and—that's the sort of time people put into them. That's a lot of ad viewing. So you would think that it would make sense that that would actually... So games will be free in future. <laughs> Maybe because so. Yeah, that's a, that's a all the ads, good, good that's business model. They reckon that less cluttered ads are three times as effective at getting noticed than cluttered or ads within cluttered environments. So, so just, a billboard in the middle of a desert. desert. <laughs> that's right. It's <laughs> like, ooh, look at that. <laughs> Dig here. It says underneath it. There you go. So yeah. very interesting. Mm. And I think with more of this stuff coming out, and we've heard about how Microsoft bought an in-game advertising yep. company a little while ago. Swallowed them up. May well be the games become cheaper or become free and uh, have more to do with the advertising there's, than there's they do people paying yeah. money for them. I mean, uh, talking of kind of, it's not really gaming, but I, I went to a, a Second Life um, conference this week as well. which In is quite Second Life? Or? In Second Life. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I resurrected, a, or I created a new character a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and attended a, a kind of conference and did some stuff which I didn't know you could do before, uh, mm-hmm. where you actually we, have you heard of this? There's a Slurl Second Life URL, and you get a Slurl, and you can just click on it, and it launches right. Second Life and it takes, takes you, you to oh, okay. a specific location, like teleports cool. you in. Um, but you couldn't get into the area; it was an island hosted mm-hmm. by um, PA Consulting and Sunday Times, and you you couldn't get in unless you're invited. And then your name had to be on there. Like a, there were door <laughs> bitches there who would say, "Your name's on the list." Okay, well you can join my group, and when you join the group, you're allowed in. Right. But there was like this force field around it, and you couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get in. You couldn't beat the force field. No, you can. I mean, I guess if you were Uber Second Life hacker, you probably could. But um, mm-hmm. and uh, did you get invited? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went in, mm-hmm. um, 
Than what a, few, a few other people. There were a few furries there, not so many. There was a big. There was a big uh, furries. Yeah, there was because you can be a furry in Second Life. You don't have to be human. So oh was, right, an animal. The I coolest see. furry <laughs> was this rather short, uh, stumpy black and white rabbit with a big top hat <laughs> and huge sort of pointy teeth. And it was just sitting there, its arms and legs crossed on the top top row of the seats because you had to sit down as well. And the door bitches were pretty shirty if you got up because wow. obviously they don't want people presenting and then people, you know, doing Superman impressions and flying around. <laughs> so you had to be quite well behaved. Wow. Um, and they didn't know who we really were, I think, as well, which is a, a downside. But uh, what was the conference about? It was about businesses and Second Life and what they're doing. Wow. Uh, and so it was it was an audio cast mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you could hear what the presenters were talking about and they had sort of slides powerpoint slides projected above on the big there were wow that's cool yeah, it was it was like a stadium with four mm-hmm. in the middle with um four big screens and you could see them but i mean it was i didn't really unfortunately i managed i was uh, giving money to the 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 door bitches to get me the powerpoint presentations afterwards right so i, I just scored some lindens earlier on and we're just giving them money and, and seeing uh-huh. they were from germany apparently i don't know how that yeah, right. worked but they must have recruited people in and paid mm-hmm. them money bill had That's similar cool. uniforms on but they were wearing lots of bling and flicking the hair a lot so um <laughs> they clearly knew what they were doing in second like unlike myself um but it was yeah it was interesting to see but i was more involved i guess with the surroundings because it was a bit alien mm-hmm. but once you sort of sat down and worked out you know i can hear it i can see the powerpoint and listening wow. to the content and saying what what large companies like cisco and others are doing mm-hmm. um and i think it's true to, it's fair to say they're exploring um mm-hmm. but you know they, they're finding out usability and spatial awareness and things like that i guess mm-hmm. it's more because you can actually physically walk around things and do things mm-hmm. That's and, very then, cool. and things like there are supposed to be fifty thousand continuous people in there at any one time okay doesn't really knock a feather to world of warcraft's eight million at any one time um <laughs> and there's different revenue models and stuff but there's i think there's three million people listed on second life but there's not that mm. many concurrent mm. users um but certainly looking around it most people seem to go there to try and make money right and they said that to get people to come to your place you've got to attract them there somehow mm. and one way is to give away money right Lind- lindens because a lot of places i went to they just have like a catwalk and you can walk up and down this catwalk in fashion land or something. <laughs> and for every 15 minutes you walk up and down, you get 10 lin- lindens. Right. So you're actually working in second life. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but I just went and have a look around because I was trying yeah, to yeah. get some new threads for my character. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have enough money. So, I could, <laughs> um, no, so it was interesting, but the conference idea was quite, quite mm. weird because mm. everyone's, you, you know, you don't know because you, I was instant messaging with people and I was going to say can you give me the powerpoints because I can't read them very well and mm-hmm. English is not my first language and, and all this kind of <laughs> stuff because you know it's like on the internet nobody knows you're a dog is the classic That's you know, right. interesting cool. but yeah I mean lots of Second Life is still alive and kicking mm. uh, I'd say I mean they had that security breach mm-hmm. somewhere back no longer. So. but uh, <clears throat> yes real life is engaging enough at the moment <laughs> excellent I might be popping back though um, well that's really all we've got time for this week Yes, so um, do send us your feedback. Um, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Cool. And we had some funny questions there. We, if any of you have some answers, please do let us know. And we'll be here for you in episode 52. All right. Have a great week. Bye from James. Bye from Ian. <laughs>